Hello, this is Melissa, and it's Real History on April the 20th, 2023. And today I'm excited to be talking with Ken. Ken is a Welshman who was born and raised in England and has now been living for many years in an Eastern European country. And we've got a really interesting topic to talk about today, so I'll just get right to saying hello to Ken. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Just, uh, yeah, having a bit of free time. The, the family are away in another village, in their mother's village, and they're all painting eggs and smashing eggs and things <laughs> like that. But uh, That yeah. sounds like fun. Yep. So we have been back and forth a lot over email and from time to time you would check in with Alan and just send a greeting to him from your country and your family, your children. But I've had the real pleasure of being able to Skype with you and find out a little bit more about how you ended up there and your life with your family and we, you've got a lot of interesting stories, but at the end of a long conversation last week, we decided that we wanted to focus on your children and basically the choices that you have made around raising a family, which are very interesting. And so do we want to dive in at pregnancy or where to, where to start? Yeah, where to start? Um, I mean, it's it's been quite a, an adventure, obviously, where we are. Because I mean, but yeah, I mean, we we decided that we we wanted to have a an, as natural a birth as we possibly could. This is with the first uh, child, my daughter, and she's eleven and, now. Uh, she, she's eleven, 11 now. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so with 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 her. In the end, because we we didn't know enough about the whole subject in the beginning, and it was either a private hospital or a public hospital, we call it, which is equally as private. Um, but it was, it was about finding the best place, and we we found a private hospital, and uh, who were sympathetic to a, a natural birth, and so we had uh, we had her there. But e- equally, it was the first natural, we'll call it, pregnancy, the, the, the hospital had had because of the, um, it, because of the business element and things like this, the, the protocol uh, really is for caesareans, but we managed to have Isla by a natural process um, with, with an audience, obviously, because the, the staff hadn't seen a natural birth before. I thought that was very funny. You can tell a little bit about the, you know, coming in like a, like visiting a zoo or something. But when you told me this, I did a little bit of research into the trend towards cesarean and found, I mean, we could just say that at this point in time, many, many countries are at about 30% cesarean, which was supposed to be an emergency procedure. And one of the things that I discovered in research is that hospitals and doctors make quite a bit more money for doing a cesarean birth than, yes, than if it's right. natural childbirth. But you said that that you knew that this was so unusual in this country that just finding a place that would allow you to go through the process of labor and natural vaginal birth delivery was so alien to them. And this was the pretty much, you said, the first time this had been seen at this hospital? Yeah, that's right. I mean, as, as you say, we, we, we'd looked at many other places, a lot of the bigger hospitals, and... It was it was like I was speaking to the the, the janitor. Um, <laughs> the, the, they they just didn't seem to to get what what we wanted to do. But in the end, after after some searching around, yeah, we did find uh, a private hospital. But equally, yes, it, it was we we were the show every day 
probably probably be still the only people that uh, that did that. But, but that led us on, obviously, um, to finding about finding out about what a what a natural birth is. Uh, and that that took us on, a, on an amazing journey. And um, I'd had some experience with travelling and and sort of with some tribal cultures, and then so I started to look at uh, sort of tribal birthing and uh, we we in the end we it was it was a mix of uh, ugandan and aboriginal birthing we know these things are changing even there now but traditionally yeah for our second child we decided to to go the full mile and have the child at home and following what information we had. Basically, the information we had was a Ugandan mother uh, or, or a Aboriginal mother will basically walk out or she may be somewhere. She'll feel the process and literally they will just have the baby wherever they are. And the Aboriginals would, diff, would differ slightly, but they, they, they said that they dug a small pit in the sand, let's say, and sort of had the baby there. But, but basically... My girlfriend, we were, we we had guests. She was in the garden. She'd been planting things in the morning. This is this was the this was the second baby. Yeah, yeah, the second baby. So, um, Um, but before you tell that story, I'm curious about. You you mentioned the other day it was the Ugandan model. Is is this something that has been studied a little bit, and or is this just what you? Well, these, these were the these were the, the the only the only references we could find at the time in any uh, literature or any anything like that was 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 just um, one anthropo- anthropological study in Uganda, uh, and as I say, yeah, an, another reference to Aboriginal women. The, the the information we could actually find about the whole process, uh, we, we just couldn't find it. Plenty of stuff on hospital birthing mm-hmm. um, and and sort of alternative home birthing, let's call it, but nothing on on the real thing, you know mm-hmm. what what you know and and so uh, yeah we 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 sort of went for the Ugandan. You also mentioned then that uh, you gave the example of a doe who looks for a safe yes. place and the address, I wanted you to talk a little bit before we got to actually the second baby about that adrenaline fear stress factor yeah this this is fascinating it's it's, it's because we've come become so uh, detached uh, from you know I'll use the word our our sort of natural selves and sort of the whole natural process but but yeah the, the what we found was was uh, some information about uh, it was specifically deer, uh, and basically the the deer, the doe, will look for a safe place. But if there's any interruption, the birth will stop, and the doe will run off and find another safe place, and then the process will begin again. And what you uh, said and, was and are, ha- what you said was happening is that. The fear and stress of them not feeling safe or comfortable in the environment causes adrenaline to kick in, and that stopped the hormones that are natural to the process of the delivery from you know it just literally that's, stopped them. That's that's right. It's it's a, it's a perfectly sort of natural thing. There 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 is a, a communication with the child and the mother, obviously, which is a mixture of hormones. But it's mainly sort of oxytocin and, and adrenaline. But, the, but then there's an influx of adrenaline with the fear. And so the flight happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this, the birth is shut down uh, until the, the sort of balance is acquired again. And this communication between the in vitro, I think it's called, the child and the mother happens again. But we are exactly the same. And this, this is why 
hospital births uh, are so long and prolonged, but also with the, with the hospital birth as well, you, you have the addition of massive amounts of anaesthetics and other stuff, uh, and then sort of then they have to pump the mother with oxytocin. But but it's the it, it's adrenaline is is required for for a birth. There is a a need for that, but 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 the it, it, it's it's the imbalance mm-hmm. uh, and the fear in the mother which basically means that you're in for a 9, 10, 24-hour birth. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, everything is completely wrong. The mother's lying down. Uh, and, and then all the stress before she goes in, when she's in there, she's surrounded by machines and lights. And, or, you know, it's, it's just like... Uh, and then in the media and the culture, we, 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 we now have been given this image of childbirth as a, as a purely medical sort of scenario and, and nothing like what it really really could and should be mm-hmm. okay so you had you had your first child isla yeah and isla yeah. is in this story now isla is five years old so you've been going through all we'll get back to the breastfeeding and the beginning of homeschooling and all and all of the other decisions that you made that were unusual for your time and place and now your yeah. girlfriend is pregnant again with five years later with the your second child, and yeah. you have friends over one afternoon. You're all out in the garden, and carry on. Tell us this wonderful story. Yeah, but basically, so our friends leave, and uh, I think yeah, Chrissy sort of starts to feel a little something I'm already in the house and she comes in out of the garden and basically she says oh I'm pretty sure the baby's on its way and she goes into the our toilet shower and there's a there's a there's one sort of loud pant (laughs) sort of noise uh, which is indicating that something is definitely on the move and you weren't and there yet. No, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. You, you were right yeah, with her, okay. Left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just in the room with Isla. Okay. Uh, and then so, so I literally, you know, just, you know, you okay? Uh, sort of open the door and the baby's head is there. Ah! Uh, the Chrissy is standing up. Um, and then literally there's one more push. Uh, not even a push. It's it's all because it's in gravity, and they're all working in harmony, the mother and the child. Uh, and then literally, I just catch the baby, and then just hand it to to Chrissy. And obviously, nature has designed the umbilical cord to be just long enough for a standing mother to hold it in her arms from the uterus. And uh, and then literally, she she just comes, sits down on the bed. And we've got a, uh, a lovely baby boy. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the cord was wrapped around Oliver's neck, but that was no drama. So I, I, I took that off uh, when, it, when it came out. But that was the only... Um, you, you, took it off from the ne- you took it off from around Ollie's neck, right? Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah, see, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, I don't have children. I, I never had children um, Alan didn't have children. I mean, I've certainly been around babies, but I've never been at a childbirth. And so you told me about the umbilical cord and the process that maybe takes half an hour to an hour. If you want to talk about that. Yes. And, and then the symbolism around the gift to Ollie and all that. I, I love that part of the story. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite moving. So, so, yeah, so, so the... The process is that um, within the umbilical cord and the placenta, it's like an oxygen reserve and sort of like a safety system for the child. So basically, uh, because this is also why you see a lot of problems with not breathing infants at birth and things like this, because they cut the cord straight away and they, they don't get this safety mechanism of oxygen. Uh, it's a massive increase in oxygen through the blood to the child, but also loads of other good stuff which is coming from the placenta. 
so basically we, we waited for the tube to go clear and yeah, you could see that it almost, almost dries up, but it goes completely clear and then we, we, we just tied off just in case. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, as I said, the, the, I, I, I sort of couldn't find the knife that I put in place. Everything happened so quick. Um, <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole thing, you know, was, was like, like 15, well, less than that. It was like, as soon as Chris came, it was like five or ten minutes. Mm. Uh, which is in accordance, of course, with uh, Aboriginal and uh, Ugandan mothers. So literally, I, I was like, oh, oh, no knife. Uh, so I just remembered that I bought a new bushcraft knife, brand new, spanking new, uh, ultra sharp. And so I, so I got that out and uh, we, we tied off the, the cord with some tooth floss and we cut the cord. Um, and yeah, this, you know, obviously the, it was gone completely dry. Nothing, nothing there at all. And, um, but yeah, then, then we decided that this, this knife would then be a gift, uh, for Oliver, um, when he was seven. Um, and then, then again, this, with further reading, we, we, later, years later, we, we, we sort of found that this, this is actually a, uh, a, a cultural thing that has been done in the past is, is the gift of a knife. I don't know if it's related to the birth, so it all fell into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it, the, 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 the age of seven that we chose, and again, is, is a, a developmental year, a big leap in the child's um, progression into life, if let be to do that. Yes, it was quite a thing. Uh, and then, then again, you know, with with the placenta as well, which which is an absolutely amazing thing to see. You said uh, it was like yeah, an we, alien, like an yes. kind of. <laughs> I, I I can't describe it apart from being this because the colour is so rich. Um, it's it's an incredible blue colour mainly, and then this we 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 did have checked uh, by all this. This, a lot later on, then, then our sort of uh, natural midwife appeared. Uh, she just checked that uh, everything had come out cleanly, uh, mm-hmm. and it had. And, uh, and then we took that and planted it under a new tree. At a, you know, that was that was our decision to do that. We, we're not uh, hippy dippy sort of new agers. It just just seemed the right <laughs> thing to do. With, to do the, I mean, we just didn't fancy chucking it in the bin yeah. with the compost. <laughs> So, so under a tree it goes, and then we've got a lovely uh, oak tree now growing in the ah, garden. Wonderful. And, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Before we hop off the story, though, it during the process uh, after Isla, and okay, now you, Chrissy's pregnant again, and so you were thinking about midwives and natural childbirth and everything, and the story that you told about the kind of women there in that country who had gotten in, into midwifing and the the new age the chanting the you it was very it funny. is it is i mean you know this this we 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 were really hoping we'd we'd find more i don't know what the word is it's it's we we wanted a truly natural birth obviously but but nobody knows about it the, the 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 most natural home birth is 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 just a really a replication of a hospital birth but with with drumming and incense and maybe a big bath which will turn into a soup i'm not dissing any of this obviously because if you don't know then you don't know we, we uh-huh. we've lost all you know we we've we've lost all contact to to how it, it, it could and, and would have been. Uh-huh. Um, so, so I'm not dissing these people at all. No, it was um, just funny. The image that you painted for me of chanting and drums and, you know, the mother yeah. is still lying flat on her back and, you know, for hours and hours as people are burning incense and, ch- and banging on drums. And, and surround, yeah, surrounded by a huge, <laughs> you know, huge, huge audience. Yeah. Um, but again, these, these, these natural births, can be the same. They, they can be prolonged, arduous, and, and, and detrimental to, you know, to both mother and child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so, yeah, we, we, 
we, as I say, we found very little information. It's literally a few lines that I found about the Abor- Aboriginals. The mother walks out, she has the baby. Ugandans, it was, it was almost the same. So, so that was all that we had to go on. We, we knew about the adrenaline, and our main thing was just to, was, you know, stress relief. Uh, and, and just, it's, it's just the, the mother being in a safe place um, and, and relaxed. And, and then literally the baby just pops out with no effort, with no effort at all. The other thing that you mentioned, you were talking about no nappies, which is, uh, Americans would say, Americans would say diapers, but you said yes. the, this was also something that you had gotten from the Ugandan women. And so you chose to go diaperless. And this is something I think is really fascinating because, you see, what we're talking about here isn't just childbirth or how you put a diaper on or don't have a diaper on or homeschooling or all of that. What we're talking about is the decision that you and your girlfriend, Chrissy, made that that you had a beautiful family and you wanted everything about their, your children's life to be as close to nature, not in the hippy dippy sense, but in the way that we are designed to be. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, that that was key, and, and and it was also obviously through the the searching we had done. It was it was also, you know, discovering the the, the sort of mechanisms, the biological, chemical, hormonal, uh, emotional effects of of hospitalized birthing you know sort of this is what really uh, spurred us on but but the yeah the, the, the nappy mafia the pampers mafia um <laughs> this this was because I, you know i'd obviously seen in other cultures and and they sort of obviously didn't have any nappies so basically uh, again in, in in a lot of cultures if 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 if, if the mother if the child is is in any way sort of soiling itself, wetting itself, whatever, it means that the mother is is a bad mother. She's not in tune with the child, and uh, so very quickly, if you're empathetic, you know, empathetic to the child, you pick up on the signals. They're very clear, and so you're able to literally just you know sort of put the baby somewhere. It can have a wee or a poo, um, and, and, and that's it. This is even, you know, usually a, they, they don't do it when they're sleeping, but, but obviously when the mother is there, if the baby wakes up and needs it, which they do, um, the mother is there, and so the mother takes care of it. No, no nappy, and, and we did this for both children uh, very, very successfully. And you um, said it was so simple that you, you both just knew... The, the child gave signals, and you yes. carried the child and held it over the toilet, and it did its business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so amazing. Sometimes, sometimes even out in public, um, <laughs> which, 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 which I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say we didn't get arrested for. Um, but, but, it, but as I say, it was, it was it, it, to, to most, to some observers, you know, it, it was, it was a, a dog is better treated. Than a mother with a child, uh-huh. um, you know. This, this, this is what we sort of seem to understand with that. But yes, but a huge industry again, you see. But again, uh, I mean, what what you what you found find today is that a child can be in nappies uh, and until they're. We've heard cases up to the nine nine years old. Where you know, there's a whole industry of yeah yeah yeah, yeah nappies. Which are designed not just for babies; they're now for toddlers, older toddlers, and younger children. But but the 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 whole thing is is quite deeply disturbing. But again, it's 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 sort of laying on another level of sort of emotional trauma for the child. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and 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 various other things. I mean, it's just prolonging this, but but it's normalised. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the other thing, you know. We, we, you know, it's normalised. Not so much here, but I think in the UK and other places, 
you know, there's there's adverts for the for these toddler nappies, and it, it but 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 they they don't they don't see where it's coming from. Obviously, they they just brush over where they they say, oh, you know, it's it's just you know, and when is it time to start? potty training sort of thing when is it time to start potty training you know mm-hmm. l- like it's natural for the child to be still pissing and pooing itself at four or five um uh, so so it's it's, it's 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 all quite fascinating yeah yeah well one of the interesting there were a couple of things that you said just before when we were doing our little sound test and you said that a lot of the research that the two of you did around natural ways of having babies and natural ways of raising babies was uncovering so much of the trauma that happens. Even, you said, even having the umbilical cord cut is a trauma. And there and these traumas are kind of ceaseless in modern civilization. And then you said... Then the middle and upper class, they go off to Peru to, you know, have an enlightenment experience, you know, to work through, to try to, under under the influence of something, identify each trauma and then deal with it. When obviously the better way is to stand up against a culture or a civilization, even as the two of you have done you are the only people in your area that have made a lot of these choices, including homeschooling. So, and you say that the difference between your children and other children is night and day. I mean, th- this is what we found. We, we're, we're very quiet about it all, obviously. We, we because, sort of just because to back up here, homeschooling is not legal in your country. That's that's right. Um, home birth, homeschooling. No, it's 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 not legal. We had to for, for the birth. Obviously, you need documents and stuff like that. We had to find a sympathetic sort of doctor who would sign papers for us, things like this. And with with the whole homeschooling thing or, or no schooling, we just keep it very very quiet just recently we, we have we have been flagged up somebody grassed us up somewhere on oliver but luckily uh, nothing nothing ever came of it I, I, th- I think the they know it's a can of worms they if, if they, i think if they understand that the child is absolutely fine then they they just tend to leave it alone but the the, the whole cutting of the umbilical cord is 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 just a a small part of a, uh, it would seem a concerted effort to to damage children. This and this is what a lot of the studies that we did find confirm. These are these are medical uh, and anthropological studies. They sort of transferred the whole process onto monkeys as well, poor monkeys. But it, it was the same thing. That, that there's a, a, a massive. A difference between a human child who goes through the hospitalized birth compared to a let's say a, a natural child and then the 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 people that studied the ugandan children in particular were utterly amazed and but obviously the ugandan women were just you know what's the problem you know, it's it's the, 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 the one of the major differences is, is is the the ability of a Ugandan child compared to a Western child. I think they're they're sort of they're they're already up and smiling almost within hours. I think it's a couple of days before they start smiling, but the, but the child is already quite sort of sitting up, and that's what we found. The the, the children are are much stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're when they're born, not like this the helpless lump we've been led to believe that the the baby should be for six to eight weeks before it's, there's any kind of sentience going on. Uh, it, it's it's just not 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 uh, as it it really is. That's very interesting. Yeah. So 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 basically. I, I, I wish I, I wish I could find um, or, or remember. I can't remember quite now. The, 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 there was just this very 
sort of comedic moment between the anthropologists and the Ugandan mothers. You know, they're sort of, they, they couldn't understand the questions that they were being asked uh, because to them it was just such a natural process and they, they, they just couldn't understand the amazement of the doctors. <laughs> uh, that's all changing now, obviously, in Uganda. But, um, but yes, so, so it, but it's, but it's, it, it's, there's, there's a huge, we, 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 we feel a big difference between our children and the other children. And then, then with the schooling as well, it's the whole package. I mean, they're just out to separate the children and damage them and, and to, to, to really, just, just, yeah, it, it would seem just to, just, just to separate the child from the family. It, 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 it starts pre-birth, then there's the birth, and then, then the kindergarten schooling. It, it's, it's just a massive process, and it would seem that through, because of the studies that they've done on it all, um, that it's been uh, completely done on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, uh, I, I, you talked about the incredible bond and connection that you both have. And it, I'm sorry, we were hoping that uh, Chrissy could get in on this call, but you said that where she is, the connection is not going to be stable. Yeah, there isn't, there isn't, yeah, yeah, so, there isn't a connection there. So they're just having a good time painting eggs with Grandma. So That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe we, we, we might get her on in the future, but... Uh, yeah. Much, much better to speak to her about all this, but, but, uh, <laughs> but I was there. And, yeah. and uh, so I, I did a lot, I did most of the research. Uh-huh. Um, that, that, that was, that was, that was my thing. So, yeah. And you said something to me when we talked before once that you said that your lives revolved around your children. That's, and that's I, right. We, yeah. we, yeah, we, we, we decided. As we, as we say, is, is, was, was to break the circle. Both Chrissy's and my lives were, yeah, standard within, within the norms. But, but, they, but, but, but obviously, you know, I have a different view of the world. Chrissy has exactly the same one now after being so long <laughs> with me. But, but she, she was always, you know, sort of not distrustful, but she always knew something was wrong with the system so with you know both her, both her experience and my experience with with growing up with the schooling system uh, we, we we decided to to see if there is another way of doing this and 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 that's what we decided to do but also you know it, it was just making sure that we i, I yeah it, it's it, it began as something sort of you know, just we wanted a natural birth, and then it became a much bigger thing. Um, I mean, that's that's what what it turned into, and and it was all connected. Uh, it would seem, along with you know the vaccinations and everything like that, it it, it it was all. It would seem very much like it had been written by Bertrand Russell or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's you, you couldn't write it. It, it, it if 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 it was understood that this was happening, they would have stopped it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 there's there's no way. And now it would seem that um, they're only sort of turning up the volume on it, and, mm-hmm. and, and basically sort of really they know know it as, a, as another art form, uh, and and they're, they're sort of really in, in in line with everything else which is going on mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's just it's, it's just part of that 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 process which they're sort of engineering in front of our eyes yesterday um, last evening I got an email from someone I think a relatively new to Alan's material but he wrote in about a book and I haven't had a chance to see what the book was he said it was written in the 1930s so I won't mention it by title, but he said it was written by a man who in the 1930s had a disagreement with the school system, so he took his son out of public school. They set him up, the father, the disgruntled father, with the curriculum 
to keep up with throughout the, the year for homeschooling. So this was his venture into homeschooling in the 1930s. He said it took him an hour and a half a day for he and his son to keep up with the work. And he said what he deduced from that is that school is to train you how to be bored for the rest of your life with some meaningless job. In the book, This Ugly Civilization, he talks about at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, they herded everybody from farms into the city, and it took the human spirit away from people. Humans are meant to be creative, and the factory work sucks the creativity away from you. So he he further mentioned how the clock is slavery. We should be going by seasons and not the clock. And So what you've talked about with homeschooling your children is what you've noticed they have beautiful creativity and intelligence that's it you know I mean with that we may end up with sort of man traps in the garden everywhere but um, (laughs) it it, it, it really is quite something to behold one of the most obvious things is is their communication ability they can communicate with with everybody um, whereas you'll find normally through the schooling system the child is kept within its peer group ages above and below are bullied um, or taunted but their inability to communicate with adults but then you also everybody we, we generally meet they treat the children as Babies, you know, non-human almost, <laughs> uh, and 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 so, so so you have they they just perpetuate this, and so they speak in baby accent to a child, which you know, say is Isla, you know, she'll, she'll often say, you know, why why are you talking like that? But but they have this, just just they 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 and they need feeding this sort of creativity that's that's the only thing that's required and that is our our biggest role is really sort of meeting their general needs but then after that they're never bored they they don't have mobile phones We, we we never have the computer active here unless it's for some kind of emergency or a lesson of some description or for finding information for them that's another huge difference as well with the, with the children today is obviously they, they, they all have a mobile phone and, and, and we, we, we literally had to leave one of the places where we were living because the, the other children were exposing our children to pornography. Oh. Um, and I think, and, and, and this, this is at the age of seven, you know, it, it's just, but, but this is normal now, uh-huh. obviously uh-huh. it's normal. And, and so, you know, to us, that, that isn't normal, really. So we, we, we decided to... And, but but it, it, it is everywhere. This, this, this is the thing. It, it is complete normal. Uh, they have complete access to whatever they want. Uh, and this, this, again, is by, not by accident. Uh, no, it's been, another, it has oh. been normalized. Lized. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this, 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 this is what we found. So it's not that we shield them from the big bad techno world but what we have chosen to do like like all the uh, so-called inventors of, of this technology is not to give it them on a plate they don't want for it we don't as a family want for it it, it is a tool as it, as it should be and they don't they they see other children with the technology um, but the thing is, our children have to pull them off that technology. Uh, it's almost like a big slap in the face and then drag them to, to play. You know, this is the whole thing again. No, children don't play. There are some, obviously, um, but usually they need a bit of coaxing. And, and this, again, is, an, is another weaponizing factor. They're sort of... Uh, and, and, and again, we've, we've found this in sort of anthropological studies and things like this, that, that the importance of play um, for a proper development of a child uh, into, into a true uh, human being, is, it, it's all massively connected. And, and, and it's wonderful being, being able to talk about it like this, because normally nobody wants to listen to us. 
it's like showing dogs card tricks. You know, it's it's, it's really <laughs> sort of it's just not going in, is it? So so we we, we generally, as, as we say, keep, keep it all very quiet, uh, especially obviously with the, with the schooling, immensely quiet. You know, you, you know, Isla is 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 on the ball very much with that, and uh, we have many little scenarios which we've talked through. Uh, all very comedy, but we have to sort of live like that, um, just in case. So uh, Isla so, knows the so. things to say if she's quizzed about school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't you in school? And, you know, she has the answers depending on the person. Uh-huh. Um, but, but generally, the, the, the person only asks that after a little while. But generally after that, we'll get a very nice comment about how wonderful she is and how developed she is. And things like this. So, so they're, they're then put in a hard place themselves, you know, the questioner, because they just have to look around the corner if there are other, other children there and try and do the same thing with them and it won't happen. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, usually we, we don't get any <laughs> problems so far, touch wood. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing that the, the picture that I get of your children, Isla and Oliver, is that when they are interacting with other children their own age, they are interacting beautifully because they are helping to draw the children out of this digital uh, fictional world into the world of play and being outdoors and everything. But the image that I have of them is they their own awareness of how different they are from other children. Yes, they, they 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 do understand that they 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 see uh, the difference in in the other children. They're sort of not phased by it. They they only occasionally. Well, Nyla doesn't ask at all now, but but um, but she did. Ha- you know, so why are the kids like this? You know, blah blah. But but uh, Oliver is pretty much oblivious. But what we did find of obviously. Oliver won't mix with his age group or younger. He can't. They would just, I would just say, too retarded. Um, that's the only <laughs> word I can find. Um, so, so he'll have to. He'll be playing with like ten-year-olds mm-hmm. and things like this, who who are able to understand his games, which he will sort of develop and sort of get them on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that was the, that was the same for Isla, uh, and, and still is. Uh, mm-hmm. they, 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 she communicates with with girls now, boys, but but girls especially who who are a lot older, and and and, and they have a jolly old time. You know, that, that's it's, it's just wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we, again, we we get comments back from their parents, so so we can't be doing too much wrong. <laughs> but um, but they are you know sort of very much it's it's just a, a lovely play filled creative world and and, and we, we're not too concerned we don't follow a strict uh, curriculum but they do know everything required to sort of pass the Gestapo test, if it ever does come in, they 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 sort of we we make sure they understand that they have to know uh, a few certain things, but you can see that it's it's, it's just not of interest, uh, uh-huh. and that's what I found with my schooling. I, I can remember it vividly, and I was put down groups because I just wasn't interested. It just didn't seem right, and then I learned how to cheat and pass tests when I was older and did absolutely fine. <laughs> But 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 the, 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 there is again, yeah, and it's innate within us all. We 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 do things at different times. The brain is geared up for doing things at different times, for doing mathematical things, language, especially. And obviously, they, they both know English and and their native language fluently, and 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 other sort of searching that we did, you know, you find children that know six to nine languages because of mm. their situation. Mm-hmm. And that has to that has to be done obviously before the age of seven to embed uh, it's, but but it's, it seems to be innate and if left to their own devices, they develop in a in a much more natural way. And but but the key thing obviously with the schooling is is we, we don't school 
and we we use the I think you know it, it, it's it's a it's a, a trivium method, and, and this dates back. But but this is a, again a natural method. It's it's just the it's it's the questioning, reasoning, uh, and then understanding, and then sort of everything is clear. It's critical thinking, mm-hmm. uh, and and this is natural within us all. But then again, it's it's beaten out of them at school. They don't want critically thinking children at all at all it's 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 a nightmare for the schools did um, you, so that's that's what did you research yeah it, it, critical thinking questioning everything is consensus group think that is really the purpose of school is to is to get the children into consensus thinking which is not thinking at all Yes. But did you research the trivium method? Had had this <clears throat> been an ongoing interest of yours? Yeah. Well, well the funny thing is, you see, it, 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 when when I found the actual terminology for this process, you know, it was something that I'd already been doing. Chrissy did, and, and then we just found the that no, this is a, a very real thing. And it's actually taught, you know, it's, it's actually taught in, in the upper echelons. Uh, the elite schools teach it in, in some places. And, uh, you know, it comes from, I think, you know, it dates back in time, Plato and before that, I'm sure. Um, but, but really, it's, it's, it's just, again, it's, it's like the birthing. It, it's innate within, within all of us to do. Uh, and and it's, it's just this logical approach to looking at the world, analysing the world, understanding the world, gaining knowledge, and then you, you end up with some wisdom, hopefully, uh, at, the, at the end of it. But that's not, you know, but, but, but this, this, this is, it just isn't required, is it? You know, that's, that's, that's not normal for somebody to be creative and a thinking human being anymore. No. Um, no. So, we are purpose-made, you, know, we... you know. We are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, for it all, that, that's the thing. Is it, it would seem that, you know, we, we know that our lives are properly engineered, but, but, but our experience, we, we, we were like, did they really do it to the birthing process? And they did. You know, ah. it would seem like they, they, they did, you know, and, and pre-birth, you know, it, it, it's, it's, they, they, they're, they're, Doing this, it's just another level, another piece of the puzzle, and then when it's put all together, you, you can see how they've just shattered your your most formative years from the moment. It's just break after break after break, which then gives trauma after trauma after trauma. It may not materialise then, but as as we talked about, you know, you, you're going to go, you're going to want to go to the Peruvian jungle to. To to beat a few drums and uh, puke up with your mates, so it's it's like yeah yeah it's 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 been an incredible thing. Yeah. Well, it's a very very interesting. You also sent me a couple of songs that you liked, and uh, we're going to plug in little snippets of those, and people can listen to the rest of them, but. Um, yeah, one of, great. Yeah, I, I think one of them is going to end up being the title of this conversation because it was just so perfect. It's. I mean, I think the essence of what we're trying to get at here, if we want to call it consciousness or being awake, I mean, there really isn't a good word for being sentient, being aware of what is going on. But the attacks on this are so profound. They start so early. And as you've discovered, even before childbirth, that the whole process of pregnancy and then delivering the babies, it's a full-on assault against sentience and against creativity absolutely absolutely and and, and we, we, we just see it on a on a daily basis it's, it's very it's very upsetting generally uh, it upsets Chrissy more than it does me again it's it, it's it's the it's the it's this breaking of the 
the it's it's the love you see you you're, you're having a child who you know the parents do love their children don't get me wrong but if they truly love their children you know you, for one you you wouldn't send them away to school for like eight hours a day i mean that that leaves you you know the child wakes up that time is get them dressed get them fed get them on the bus whatever they're gone mm-hmm. eight hours later they come back you get them fed you get them bath they do their homework they're in bed you know and and so so again that is another process i mean obviously yes within within our industrial industrialized scenario whatever and then with parents working both parents probably it isn't necessary you know it just fits but they don't care what happens to the children in the school you know mm-hmm. that that's the thing if if you ask a lot of the parents you know you know what's really happening they don't know um the children will just come out with a qualification after all these years mm-hmm. the ins and outs of what goes on within these institutions well isn't really cared about we 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 do hear horror stories from teachers themselves you know about what really does go on in there i mean i i've worked within these institutions loosely and um yes not for our children mm-hmm. no i i understand that it's i mean yeah. you could say i guess i alan did is that the, it it begins with the con of money you you buy yeah. this first con and once you've accepted that there's no other way for the culture to have developed except around this strange thing called money and once you have accepted that then everything else is inevitable you could call it the first lie but then the fact that you've got to be a slave to the clock a slave to your job you've got to have the money and then the parents are so tired they get home and they're just happy to park the, their children in front of a television and let them you know be entertained until bedtime and you know, pornography's become normalized so the parents don't even any longer think that there's really anything wrong with their children watching pornography dressing up as prostitutes uh, right know, that, that's a big thing you know the the, the 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 children and the parents dress them like prostitutes yeah you know they they it, it's the pop music is pornography yes um it, it is it's it's it's, it, it's just it's off the scale yeah um so yes i know i we, mean we, everybody was ooing you're right. the, yeah go ahead no, no. I mean, you are right. It's, it, it is funny enough. I, I, I listened to something very similar today when I was working in the garden. You know, I had Alan playing, and it was exactly that. You know, you you buy into it, and then 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 again, you 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 you've sold your soul already. Yeah. Um, you you you've paid in, and and you're committed uh, to to that. Uh, but but again, it's it's it's. For most, it's, it really isn't their fault. You know, it's 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 just normal behavior. It is normal uh, behavior, but I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not beating up on people for succumbing to the programming, but even with all of the traumas that we have around the system and the trauma of going, we all went through unnatural births ourselves. Yes. We, I I still come back to innately, we know right from wrong. We know it's like you and describing y- your reaction to the system. Chrissy's just gnawing feeling that there wasn't uh, something wasn't right with the way that yes. reality was presented. And the the trouble is, is that people push this down. They they push it down until they it's okay. Being numbed with a beer in front of a football game is enough. And if, yeah, there are choices that people make. The trouble is when you're, when you're addicted to the way that reality is presented through entertainment, the media, and this onslaught of, you know, pornographic pop culture, you can't see out of that. You can't, you know, the, the way out of it 
obviously is a little bit of sacrificing comfort. Yeah. People yeah. don't want well, to like, do that. Like I said about my sister. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. It's, it's, it, it, it's the, the, yeah. You, you didn't mention that one in this recording, but you, you said that you had a sister and her, and your brother-in-law and you had tried to present them with a little bit of information about <laughs> the way things were. And your brother, you know, they, 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 they cut you off. And your brother-in-law said, we know that what you're saying is right, but we don't want to hear it because our whole life is built on this. That's right. Yeah, exactly that. It's that their, their life was happy enough, um, and that would shatter their lives to, to even enter into any of that kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And, you know, everyone has to be left to their own choices, their own decisions. This is free will, and it's a good thing. But uh, the the price that you pay for going that way is sentience and creativity. Yeah, a wasted life. A wasted my life. Sister, yeah. A wasted life. She was, she was the most creative of all of... Um, us children in my family, um, you know, the, the best artist, the, you, know, the, uh, you know, complete athlete, you know, just intelligent. She, she, you know, she was very beautiful as well. And what she decided to do was become Posh Beckham. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's really <laughs> quite alarming. She, she says, I think she said that she, she, she didn't recognise me anymore. Um, you know, that, they were her words to me. And I'm like, well, that's rich coming from you. I've never said that to her. <laughs> um, but, you know, but that was it. You know, she had such, such utter potential as a human being. She is still lovely. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. But, but lovely in her world. You know, not, not the true, you know, sort of human being I would have liked to have seen. Um, but, mm-hmm. but there you go. There you go. Posh Beckham it is. <laughs> Well, listen, we have had an hour just fly by. We're going to plug in a a few seconds of the songs that you sent, and then we'll supply the link so that people can listen to the songs, they can hear the lyrics, and and understand why they resonated with you as as things that you wanted to include in this. I've just yeah, loved, loved hearing about this. No, no, I'm, I'm just, just, it's just lovely to talk about it. You know, that's the thing. And then hopefully, you know, in the future as well, you know, you, you can maybe talk to Chrissy. I think, I think you've totally enjoyed speaking to Chrissy. It's a big part of, you know, I, really, really, you're, you're the only person that, that's shown any interest, Melissa, any interest and completely open to it, which is, we're unheard of in our lives, you know. Basically, wow. Uh, so, so, so it's it, it's it's um, equally, you know, humbling for me just to speak like this, and and uh, and, and just you know, thank you for. Well, I don't know. Just well, thank you for being you, eh? That's <laughs> well. the that's that's the the thing. Well, I really have enjoyed this, and I, you know, I'd love to have a, a chat with Chrissy as well, either on or off yes. of this, in this real history. But I also wanted to get you back down the road, because you've got some really crazy stories about some of your world travels before you ended up there, and I, they, they sound like they would be quite entertaining and illuminating. So we're, we will do this again, but I thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, thank you for your time, Ken. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. All right, great. And so uh, for everyone listening, next week again, I'll be back. And I'm not sure who I'll be speaking with yet, but I'm sure that it 
I'll enjoy it, and hopefully you will too. So thank you for listening. Take it away And I've got something that the world